You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Today I have a word I want to bring that is really going to bless our moms. But guys, and those without kids, don't lean back because there's going to be some gold in this message for you too. The title of my message this morning is A Real Super Mom. And we're going to be looking at the story of Deborah and the great keys that we can pull from her life as believers, as Christians, as mothers, as people in the world today. I love her story. It's found in the book of Judges, one of my favorite books of the Bible. It kicks off in, in chapter four, and we see that Deborah is in a time like much of us are right now. The Bible says that village life had ceased. Everything had shut down. It's amazing to me how there are so many parallels between what happened many, many years ago in the Bible and then what is happening right now. And I know Deborah's story is really going to bless you. And I love this story because it highlights the bravery, the courage, and the availability of a mother. You know, I found that when God has some of his hardest tasks, he often comes to mothers. We see oftentimes in the Bible, especially in the book of Judges, that the Spirit of the Lord falls on someone and they rise up and do mighty acts. And there was a time in Judges history, in the history of the earth, when God's children were being oppressed and they cried out to the Lord. But then God used the voice of a mother to send forth his decree across the city. You know what I found? If you want to find someone to fight for the children, always come for a mother. Now, moms aren't normal, natural risk takers usually, but when you touch their kids, when you attack their kids, you better back up because they got some energy around that. And God knew this. And when he saw his children being oppressed and attacked on every end, he put his word in the voice of a woman, a mother, the Bible says, by the name of Deborah. It says this in Judges chapter 5, verses 6 to 7. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, and we're going to hear a little bit about her later, the highways were deserted, kind of like today, and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life had ceased. And how much does this story resonate for us today? It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, a mother, arose in Israel. When it comes to children, when it comes to rescuing that which God loves the most, He always will find His women, His girls to step up, the mothers amongst us, and He will put a word. They may not be natural risk takers, but when it comes to their kids, like I said, they will wrestle a bear, they will fight a giant, they will climb a mountain, they would swim an ocean to protect the ones that they love. And so we find Deborah in this situation where Israel had been completely oppressed and the whole village had been shut down, much like we're facing today. But Deborah did some very specific things. And I want you to lean in as we glean wisdom from the Word of God today and take a hold of Deborah's story on this Mother's Day and apply the wisdom from her life to our life today. The first thing that Deborah did that I think is such a strategic key for us right now as a church is that she used her voice to turn the atmosphere from defeat to victory. Now, this is so important. And I do not want you to underestimate mothers and fathers, people all over the world, what a difference your confession makes in your household. 
See, at this particular time, Deborah was surrounded by naysayers who had accepted defeat. They weren't contesting what was happening and they were being robbed and oppressed on every end. But then Deborah arose with a different word in her spirit. Instead of echoing the narrative of the people around her who said it's hopeless, we'll never have victory. We're gonna live oppressed and downtrodden for the rest of our lives. Deborah, a mother, rose up with a different confession, a rare word, a different narrative. And the point for us today is this, our words create the atmosphere in which we live under. I wanna ask you this question today. Are the words you're speaking in your household, to your children, to your family members, to your employees, are they creating victory or are they bringing about defeat? God wants His kids to grab a hold of His words and shoot them out into their future so they can live a life in a harvest according to what God has said. I realize one of the greatest ways that we can get God's word in our mouth and shoot it out is through prayer. One of the most powerful things we've been given is a prayer privilege. And one of the greatest revelations I had in my life as a mother when my voice was not being heard on earth, maybe if I was going through a situation with my husband or my kids or a friend, and I found that there was a blockage to my voice on earth, God told me, he said, Leanne, your voice's influence is not limited to what people listen to on earth. You have a prayer privilege and your voice up to me can never be silenced. Things may not feel like they're working or going out your way right now in the natural, but God has given you the gift of prayer. And so when Deborah harnessed this prayer, when she sent forth that word of victory, she saw immediate results. This has worked for me in my parenting many times. There have been many seasons, I have four children, where I've had to fight the battle over my confession because what I've seen with my natural eyes has been so different to what I was believing for. And I remember God saying to me, Leanne, I don't want you to speak over your children what you may see with your natural eyes, hopeless, lazy, they don't seem like they care, unmotivated, disrespectful. I wanna prophesy, I want you to prophesy what I see. And I remember a particular time where I was walking through a battle with my son and God said to me, I want you to prophesy the word of God over your son because I see him as the fruition of Psalm 1. He said, your son will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. He will bring forth his fruit in season and everything he does will prosper. Maybe today, mothers, you're facing a situation with one of your children that looks hopeless and desperate. I wanna say for one, I have been there. And what I did was I had to arrest my mouth and not speak negativity, but rather speak faith and speak the word of God over my child's life. I am now living in the harvest of my confession. The child that I prayed for has been restored in his health, has been restored in his relationship with God and is happy and thriving. You know, we can underestimate the power that a mother has. And sometimes many of you out there, if people ask, oh, what is it you do? And you say, well, I'm just a mum." I wanna just very gently challenge you today. You are never just a mum. Actually, C.S. Lewis said this. He said, mothering is by far the most superior vocation. So much so that every other job exists to support it. You are an architect of the next 
generation and what you prophesy and say over them matters. Deborah knew that if she wanted to see victory, she was gonna change, gonna have to change the way she spoke. Now listen to me and look at me. We cannot speak defeat and despair and then expect to see victory. You're gonna have to change the way you speak. You're gonna have to align your words with what God has said and what God is saying, amen. The second thing that Deborah did, which is such an important key, is she rehearsed the right stories. Look at this in Judges chapter five, verse 11. It says, they that are delivered from the noise of the arches in the places of drawing water, there they shall rehearse. What are they rehearsing? The righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Deborah knew if she was gonna have victory over that enemy, that she was gonna have to get the right stories on the inside of her. Stories that lifted her faith and didn't deflate it. You know, we're in a very interesting time right now, unlike many that have ever been in past days, where we have a 24 hour news cycle. That means at any given time, we are bombarded with not good news, but news that instills fear and anxiety and chaos. But Deborah knew she could secure victory by rehearsing the right stories. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 25, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. What is this scripture telling us? It's telling us that anxiety is out there everywhere and it will cause depression. Unless, of course, you make a decision, an intentional decision to get a good word on the inside of you. Can I encourage you today? Don't feast on stories that make you fearful and anxious. Some of us just need to get off Google and pick up the word of God and see what God's word says about our situation. You know, my mother, who was one of my heroes, many, many, many years ago when she was a young mother of five girls, was given a diagnosis that she was gonna die at a very young age because of a heart condition that she had. Now her mother had died from the same heart condition, my grandmother, at the age of 42. And the doctor said to my mother, you're gonna follow the same pattern as your mother before you. You need to make arrangements. Your heart is so weak, you could go at any time. But my mother was a Christian and she knew there was something higher than the word of the doctors. And that was the word of the Lord. And she started to believe God for her healing. And she started to rehearse the right stories. She got her hands on a magazine called The Believer's Voice of Victory. And she started to read stories about people who had been in situations like her, who had been healed. And wouldn't you know it, over time as she pressed in and she filled herself with the right stories, as she rehearsed the right stories, as she fed upon the stories of God's faithfulness and His victory. You know what? Today she is cured of that heart condition, all glory to God, and just celebrated her 70th birthday. God can do it. But what stories are you rehearsing? Turn off the fake news. Turn off the depressive news. Turn off the news and the stories that amen your pain and your deepest fears and anxieties and pick up the Word of God. 
we're, God is waiting for mothers to arise in Israel and rehearse the right stories. The right stories will put courage in you, but the fearful stories of anxiety and defeat will discourage you. God wants better for you. And you will live a life of victory if you feed yourself on a diet of the right stories. Also, it's something that we need to be teaching our children. That's why at Awaken Church, I'm so proud of our kids' church. I'm so proud that right now they're being taught a story about Moses. They're being taught the stories of God. We live in one of the most unchurched generations of all time, but it doesn't have to be that way. You and I have the privilege and also the opportunity to get the good news into our kids. So they're not hearing stories that are making them anxious and depressed, but they're hearing about a God who loves them a God who created them with a design and an intent and a purpose, a God who comes through and triumphs over evil. Our kids need to hear these stories. Maybe today you're a mom or a dad and you're watching online and your kids are in another room doing something else. Please avail yourself of the resources at Awaken Kids. The teaching is fun, it's vibrant, it's full of life, it's life-giving. It is absolutely the antidote for the fear and anxiety that the world is pushing out. We gotta rehearse the right stories, amen. The third thing that Deborah did was this. She called out the strength in the men around her. You know, no victory story is ever a one man or a one woman show. God has always been about unity. In fact, one of the first things that God said when he created man, and he looked down at man that he'd created, he said, oh my gosh, it's not good for man to be alone. And I'm not sure what God saw to make such a statement. It probably doesn't bear thinking. However, he knew that Adam needed a helpmate. So he brought in Eve and he realized with the introduction of the woman, man's greater potential could be realized. Women, I wanna encourage you today. There is a spirit in our world that is trying to divide men and women. Don't buy in to the war of the sexes. God says, what I have brought together, let no man separate. And there is a spirit right now raging, women against men and men against women. But as God's people, if we wanna live in victory, we need to understand that we only see victory when we operate in unity. Look at what Deborah did. She called out the strength in the men around her. The Bible tells us in Judges chapter four, verse 14, then Deborah said to Barak, up for this is the day which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? What is Deborah doing here? She's putting courage in Barak. Who knows what his backstory was? And sometimes we can look at men and feel like, well, maybe they're not, ticking all the boxes and they're not loving me right and, and they look cowardly or they lack strength. We, we actually have, we, we have a beautiful opportunity in those moments, women, to put strength in them, to put courage in them. And I love that Deborah didn't blame Barak. She saw something in him that he did not see in himself. She called out the warrior, the mighty man on the inside of him. I think sometimes we don't see our husbands or our sons or the men around us as mighty men, simply because we've been so conditioned to criticizing and blaming. I wanna say to you today, in the most loving, compassionate way, it's enough now. Men and women need to fight for one another, not fight against one another. 
in those moments where you have been let down. And I understand those moments happen in the world where there have been great breaches and great boundary crosses. Ask the Lord to give you the power to forgive so you can stand in your station as a helper, whether you be a husband or a wife today, a male or a female. Understand that God always works through unity. In fact, the Bible tells us in Psalm 133 that where there is unity, that's where the Lord can command a blessing. And right now across the nations of the earth and in our city of San Diego, we need the blessing of God upon our city. That is gonna happen when you and I unify. Stop cursing your husband and telling him what he's not. Stop cursing your children and telling them what they're not. Stop criticizing your wife and telling her everything she isn't. Start to draw out the strength in the people around you and you will see that they will do great things. In this story, Deborah called out the strength in Barak and he went on to be an absolute beast mode warrior hero. And in fact, his name was listed as one of the heroes of the faith in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews. It's amazing what the people around us will, will accomplish when we call out the gold instead of pointing out the dirt. Women, I want to encourage you on this Mother's Day. Let's be champions. Let's be heroes of the men around us. Let's call out the strength in them. Let's put courage in our sons. Let's put courage in our husbands. I remember one day having a very vulnerable conversation with my husband. And we're in a time in our marriage where we just were, were fighting. There was so much tension. And I, I was exasperated. And I said to him, what is it that you want from me? What is it that you want? And in a moment of complete vulnerability, he looked at me and he said, Leanne, I just want you to be my cheerleader. And I said to him, oh, it's the short skirts, isn't it? And he said, yes. And a cheerleader cheers for you, whether you're winning or you're losing. I just want to know that you're always on my team. And I got to tell you, I felt challenged that day to be my husband's cheerleader, to put courage in him when the world tried to take courage out of him, to cheer him on when he was exhausted or exasperated or feeling defeated, not to make life harder for him, but to make life easier for him. I reckon we could change things in our city if we got a hold of this principle that Deborah so powerfully teaches today. Don't be a part of the battle of the sexes. God saw man with a problem that needed to be answered. Women, we were the answer. We were sent as helpers, mothers, wives, women. I want you to know you were sent as a helper. You've got what the world takes to make this world a better place. Let's call out the strength in the men around us and not be a part of the war of the sexes. Amen. And then finally, from Deborah's story, I want to share this last and final point. God's word works for everyone. I hope that over the past 20 or so minutes, you haven't been sitting here disqualifying yourself from everything I've said, that you haven't been excusing yourself and saying, well, you don't know my story. You don't know my background. You don't know my situation. You don't know what happened to me. Here's the great thing about the gospel. The gospel is the great equalizer. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's not a man's gospel. It's not a married woman's gospel. It's not a rich person's gospel. It's not a person with a perfect background, if ever such person existed, gospel. It is a whosoever will gospel. So these words in this book, if you pick them up, will work on your life no matter what your circumstances. I'll tell you why. Because the Bible shows me in this story. Enter 
into this story, a little housewife, a tent dweller. Basically, we could kind of call her a woman who lived in a trailer park in her time. Her name was Jael. It says in Judges chapter four, starting in verse 17, that meanwhile, Sisera, who was the enemy that had been oppressing Israel for years, ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Hebna the Kenite, because Hebna's family was on friendly terms with the enemy. That's sad. Jael went out to meet Sisera, the enemy, and said to him, come into my tent, sir. Come in and don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk laced with a whole lot of NyQuil from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. And if anybody comes and asks you if there is anyone here, say no. But when Sisera, the enemy, fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground. And so he died. Don't ever tell me that the Bible is boring because this story right here proves unequivocally it is not. But what's the point of this story? This woman, Jael, really is the quintessential victim by the world standards. She dwells in a tent. Her husband was an enemy of Israel. He was a traitor. He was despised. He lived on the fringes. And not only that, he'd abandoned his wife in a time of war. There was no greater victim than Jael. However, she grabbed a hold of that word of God that was shot out by her leader, Deborah, the prophetess, victory. And she pulled that word down and she used it in her own household to take down the enemy at her door. My friends, the word that works for me, the word that works for Pastor Jürgen, the word that works for Joel Osteen works for you too. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse, 30, verse 35, God shows no favoritism. Some of you need to hear that today because you listen to church services and you disqualifying yourself saying that could never happen for me. I wanna dispel that lie today. I rebuke that lie off you today in Jesus' name. That is not the truth. God shows no favoritism, but accepts from every nation, the one who fears him and who does what is right. The word that you grab and apply in your household, like JL did, will bring victory to your household. As a pastor, someone who's been a pastor for 27 years, I have seen it time and time and time again of people of all ages, all walks of life, all seasons of life, all backgrounds, all skin colors. It doesn't matter who you are and what's happened to you or even what you've done. If you grab a hold of the Word of God today, understand the Word that you use in your household works and it will deliver victory just like it did for JL. The Bible tells us, and I wanna end with this in Isaiah 55, the rain and snow come down from heaven and they stay on the ground to water the earth and they cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It's the same with my word. And this is the Lord speaking through the prophet Isaiah. I send out my word and it always produces fruit. Somebody say always. It will accomplish all I want it to and will prosper everywhere. Somebody say everywhere that I send it. 
the word of God works. Many, many, many thousands of years ago, the Israelites had victory over the Canaanites and their evil commander Sisera because they grabbed a hold of the word of God. They were led by a mother in Israel. Mothers, do not think that you are insignificant. You are so, so vitally important in our culture today. We need your voice. We need your prayers. We need your influence. We need you to unite your strength with the the men around you and call out the strength in them. And we need you to grab a hold of the Word of God and wield it in your household. I'm believing for Mother's Day miracles. I'm believing for sons and daughters to be reunited in instances where there's been fractures in families. I'm believing for other relationships to be restored. Maybe you're watching today and you're heartbroken because there is a problem in your world that seems unfixable. I wanna just encourage you. That's exactly how the Israelites felt until Deborah, a mother, arose and started to believe for a different future. And our believing in God or His Word is never futile. In fact, the one that does warfare with the Word of God wields a weapon that does not know defeat. I wanna encourage you today. You are strong, you are powerful, you are an overcomer because an overcomer lives on the inside of you. His name is Jesus Christ. And if you've never asked the Lord into your life, well, there's no better day than today. I gave my life to the Lord when I was a 12-year-old girl and He has done way more with my life than I could have ever done with my own. To think that, that, you know, I, I grew up in a small coastal town in New South Wales, a farmer's daughter who left school in the 10th grade. And here I am in San Diego, pastoring one of the greatest, most amazing congregations of people in the entire world. Only Jesus. When you give your life to God, He will do way more with it than we could ever do on our own. And maybe you're today, you're, you're feeling condemned and it's Mother's Day and you're thinking about everything that you haven't done right. Look, we all have those thoughts at times. We all could be obsessed with all the things we haven't done. But I wanna encourage you today. That's why the Bible says that God's mercy is new every morning. And I want you to know, mums, dads, God's mercy is meeting you today. We, we serve a God, the Bible says, who is rich in mercy, abounding in kindness. God is there for you. He'll strengthen you in areas that you feel weak. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to speak to you. He cares about your future. He cares about your family. And if you trust Him, if you put your hand in His hand, He will guide you through. I'd love it if you'd let me pray for you right now. If you just lift your hands and close your eyes wherever you are. Father, I wanna pray a prayer of blessing upon our church family today, especially the mums. Father, right now, I thank you and I celebrate them for all they've done, all the unseen acts, all the things that they've done and they've accomplished and they've never received a thank you. Father, I just, I just thank them on your behalf today, Lord God, for everything they've done, for how they've poured out, for how they've served, the lunches they've made, the, the homes that they've kept, the battles that they've fought that many people don't see. Father, we know nothing is hidden from you. Father, I pray you will bless them today. You will pour your loving kindness upon them. Let them walk in your favor and feel the smile of heaven, the sunshine of the Lord on their shoulders this day. And Father, I pray that you bless everyone that's watching. Let them go forward in strength. Let them grab a hold of the keys from Deborah's life and walk with strength into their future. 
And lastly, I prophesy and I declare victory. Victory in our beautiful city of San Diego. We declare that San Diego is a city for Christ. We declare that San Diego will rise again. Businesses will boom. Schools will open. Children will be set free who have been struggling with anxiety and depression. Families will come back together. Marriages will be restored. Lost joy would be returned in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. And once again, happy Mother's Day to all our moms. And listen, if you have never asked the Lord into your life, I'd love it if you would go on to our Awaken Church website, awakenchurch.com forward slash Jesus, so we can pray with you, get you a Bible and give you some information on how to follow Jesus and how to get connected to our church family. We wanna look after you rightly. When you, when you give your life to Jesus, you don't join a religion, you become part of a family. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. Dad's kids, spoil the mums out there. We love you. See you next week. God bless. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.